So our special guest today is Greg Chapman. Greg is an author and he's also a book cover designer and illustrator who has dark-designs.com. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Crystal. It's a pleasure. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> okay, so... Um... I live in Australia um, and I've been uh, writing and having fiction published for the last 10, 11 years or more. Um, the book cover design probably only in the last uh, five to six years of those. It's just something I got into uh, in addition to the writing because I just I had these graphic design skills and I was seeing a lot of other authors and publishers calling out for cover designers and I just dove in and next minute I was getting a lot of requests to do book cover design so it's just sort of a side gig to the writing yeah and how are you finding both which do you prefer uh look I love I love doing both equally um the writing is probably more labor intensive if you could believe that um a lot of the art stuff that I do I sort of see as a little bit of therapy art therapy uh I've just always drawn since I was a kid and uh, the I've just developed it over many years and um, it's just something I like to do. I did recently have a bit of a break from cover design because I was getting quite a few requests to do that and it was taking away from uh, other projects that I wanted to do around writing, but I've just gotten back into the cover design again. Yeah. So do you find it's easier to kind of do your own inspiration of covers um or yeah, take requests um, yeah I, I uh i do a lot of pre-made covers which you can find on my website and a lot of the time it's just sort of um trying to make something that might appeal to another author or publisher if they've got a, a book already in mind but they may not have a, um, a cover idea um yeah. so yeah I, I do make a lot of pre-mades just sort of I find it fun just manipulating images and seeing what comes out the other end. Um, yeah, but I probably do that a bit more than I should. I've probably got quite a few pre-mades there. That, um, <laughs> but yeah, I have sort of discounted them to try and see if I can sell some of them. But there, there's quite a lot sitting there, and I've had to sort of stop myself from making any more pre-mades for a while. Fantastic. So how do you get your ideas for your stories? Oh, they come from anywhere. Um, so uh, with my new collection that's um, about to come out this time tomorrow, uh, there was there's a story in there about uh, a clown for hire who has um, just the worst day of his life. And the whole idea for that story um, came from me wondering what they do with their black balloons um, because, you know, clowns have all sorts of different coloured balloons, but when you buy a packet, there's generally some black ones in there. And I always thought, you know, a lot of clowns, you don't see them with black balloons. There's probably a reason for that because it's not colourful and kids wouldn't probably like black balloons. So I thought, well, what do they do with them? So I sort of wrote a story around around that. Um, yeah, so inspiration can come from anywhere, news articles yeah. or in, in my early days, I used to just be inspired by words, simple words or interesting words. I'd look into the definition and go, oh, I could write a story around that. Fantastic. 
So how do you go about creating a, a believable and relatable character? Well, I used to be a journalist. Um, I was a journalist for about 10 years and uh, I met a lot of different people. Um, a lot of them were very interesting characters, uh, you know, had their own sort of eccentricities and uh, ways of talking and I think that stuck with me. Um, my very first novel, Hollow House, was inspired by um, an incident that happened uh, where a, a man unfortunately passed away and we'd, we'd previously done a story with him because he'd been burgled um, yeah. and we went back to his house and, uh, you know, when he passed away and I ended up speaking to a lot of his neighbours and all of his neighbours had, you know, very interesting and mostly nice things to say about the guy and it was just um, something that stuck with me and I um, ended up using that in my novel. So people, you know, people are interesting and I always try and store that away and use it in my stories. I think yeah. horror is more believable if you have a very relatable and believable character. Brilliant. So what is your favourite trope that you like to write about? Um, I like to twist tropes. Um, I like to mess around with them. So, again, Hollow House was one where I took a haunted house um, trope and sort of made it my own by not actually setting the story in the scary house but in all the other houses around the scary house. Um, mm. So I always go out of my way to twist these tropes, but I, I, I probably um, I like the jump scare. I like, uh, you know, giving people that sense of dread throughout an entire story and then um, giving them a, a really good shock or a bit of a fright uh, throughout the story. And um, I think it's, uh, you know, tropes are just so fun to play with. You don't have to actually stick with the norm. You can do whatever you like, try and make it your own. That's right, you can. I mean, it, there's so many people, there's so many tropes out there, like you've got your zombies and your vampires, your haunted houses, and it's about putting the uniqueness to them and twisting them to make them your own. Yeah, definitely. You, you know, you, I think it's, um, you're not, you're doing yourself a disservice if you just stick to the same old uh, concepts and ideas. I think you, you have to try and make your work as, um, original as possible and I've always felt like I've strived to do that um I do like playing around in the um the psychological sort of horror space and just putting putting people through the ringer uh always like to say I, I take ordinary people and put them in horrible situations and just uh um you know see how they come out the other side of that or if they don't um also like ambiguous endings don't like everything to be cut and dried in stuff that I read and and write. I think um, readers can, you know, they have imaginations as well. You don't necessarily have to spell everything out for them. Yeah, that's right. So what are you, a plotter or a pantser? Oh, probably a probably a pantser. Um, I, I come up with the ideas and the, and the concepts and, and maybe just have a, a rough idea in my head of a beginning, middle and end, but then I just sort of let the characters, um, I just follow their journey and, and just sort of uh, 
we'll see where they where they go with it. Um, yeah, Hollow House had a had a bit of a a rough sort of mud map to it, but um, in the end, it was all just in inspired by the characters and there's a hell of a lot of characters in there there'd probably be 10 or 15 different characters all living in these different houses with their own problems and i just had fun um you know tormenting them (laughs) if that's uh (laughs) if that's fun for most people it's certainly fun for horror writers tormenting people definitely is so if you were to be a character in any one of your books which would it be and why Oh, well, I've probably inserted a bit of myself in quite a few of my stories. Um, the main character in Hollow House is a journalist, so tick. Um, and then uh, there's another series that I've done called The Noctuary, which is about a writer who is approached by the denizens of hell, these muses from hell, and ask him to rewrite history to how they want it to be rewritten. Um and that was sort of sparked by me just asking myself one day, where the hell do my ideas come from? Um, <laughs> so I think I've probably inserted little bits of my own persona in some of my work. Um, I don't know. I, I uh, a lot of, like I said, a lot of my characters are sort of put through hell. I don't think I'd really want to be any of them. I certainly wouldn't want to be uh, Giggles. Eagles the Clown from my um, story Happy Days, which is in Midnight Masquerade, uh, because, yeah, I, I did really put him through an awful time. Um, yeah, I don't think I'd really want to be any of them. <laughs> <laughs> that just goes to show what you put your characters through. Yeah, yeah, I, I really <laughs> do put them through hell and I have a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> so... What's been the most difficult scene that you've had to write? Oh, um, difficult scenes. I think, um, yeah, again, happy days with uh, this poor guy, Giggles. Um, his day starts off with his wife basically telling him um, she's had enough of him being a clown and being a bit of a loser. Uh, and I think that was quite a tough scene because uh, there's just, you know, you know that that's just a real thing that happens to so many people uh, every day that uh, relationships end and um, I think it was me trying to capture uh, the sincerity of that, of that particular scene and just setting off what a horrible day this guy's about to have. Um, yeah, so it was it was difficult to try and make that, as realistic as I could, um, obviously not speaking from my own experiences. I, I haven't had any relationship troubles myself, but, um, yeah, I know that people go through that and I also just knew that it would probably trigger some people, uh, yeah. but I think it still makes for an interesting story because it's it's real. It's about a real person rather than a monster or, a, you know, something supernatural that you can't see. Fantastic. So what's been your most popular book and why do you think it has been? Um, probably a Halloween novella I wrote way back in 2012 uh, called The Last Night of October, um, which is also reprinted in this Midnight Masquerade collection. 
Um, it's basically about an old man who is visited by the same child every Halloween. Um, and it's basically about his who this child is and how it relates to the old man. Um, the old man's sort of dying from emphysema and he has a new nurse that comes along and the nurse accidentally lets this child into the house um, and all sorts of weird and scary stuff happens. And I, I think that one's probably my most well-received novella. Yeah, fantastic. So can you share a piece of memorable feedback from a reader? Oh, um, yeah, I guess uh, I had a lady, um, I occasionally get asked to be a guest author at some conventions um, here in where I live here in Brisbane, in Queensland, Australia. And uh, I had this lady come and um, she read, I think, only one of my stories. And she was uh, an older lady and um, someone I didn't really imagine reading horror fiction but uh she proceeded to buy my entire catalogue of works after that and then um i see her pretty much every time i have an appearance somewhere and i think that in itself is the feedback that every author wants to someone who genuinely appreciates what you do and um that they love your work and are prepared to part with their money for it fantastic so what advice would you have for aspiring writers who want to break out into the horror genre? Um, the horror community is definitely one that people should get involved in. Uh, so I started, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the Australasian Horror Writers Association. Um, they had a mentor program back in 2009 and uh, they. Um, I basically was lucky enough to get onto that and that led to my first few publications um and i think that's key you have to be part of the community you have to be um someone who's willing to support others other writers i think uh don't see it as a competition um just see it as a journey that every every sort of horror writer's on and i think that's just as important as uh making sure that you have um, worked on your skills as a writer, making sure that your your stories um, uh, are as, as perfect or as close to perfect as uh, the ideas that you come up with. And I yeah. think with the support of other authors, you can you can do that. So I would say definitely join an association or join a local writers group and get that support and other people who are all on the same journey. Fantastic. So are there any exciting projects that you're currently working on that you can share with us? Um, I've recently done a few book covers. Uh, I can't really talk about those but yet, um, but I, I think I have a story coming out in an anthology of military horror called Snafu Punked. Um, so I have a story in that that's coming out, I think, uh, tomorrow as well. Um, but the main thing I'm just, yeah, spruiking at the moment is um, Midnight Masquerade, which is my uh, brand-new collection of um, uh, fiction. It has a couple of reprints in it, including that novella, uh, novella Last Night of October and about five other new stories. And um, 
next year around the same time, I'll have another collection coming out. Uh, so I've been working on those and finessing all of those. And I do want to try and get into some more short stories. So, yeah, hopefully you'll see some more short stories of mine out, out there in the wild. Great stuff. Sounds like you're going to be uh, extremely busy over the next few months. Yes, uh, um, I think I will be certainly into early next year. I'll have uh, plenty to keep me going. Brilliant. So where can listeners find your books, Greg? Uh, so, yeah, I'm on Amazon, um, so you can look me up there. My author website is darkscribe.com, D-A-R-K-S-C-R-Y-B-E.com. Um, you can find out about all of my works there. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much any online bookstore um, and Midnight Masquerade will be out tomorrow and I think you can pre-order it right now through Amazon. Fantastic. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, so thank you for your time and for coming on. Thank you, Crystal. It's been really great. I, I do appreciate um, you having me on, so thanks very much. You're very welcome. Um